0: In this week's Dairy Defined podcast episode, we're interviewing National Milk Producers Federation's Vice President of Government Relations, Paul Bleiberg.
1: I did not grow up on a dairy farm like some of my colleagues, but I did grow up in the heart of dairy country in upstate New York and uh, worked for several members of Congress here in Washington, D.C. over the better part of a decade and then had the opportunity to join the team here and uh, have been leading government relations for the last two years.
0: What are some of your proudest government relations team achievements from 2019?
1: Well, I would say we had probably three uh, notable achievements this year that I'm especially proud of. First out the gate was the successful implementation of the dairy margin coverage. You had over $300 million in payments went out to producers across the country, and we had made it a goal during the 2018 Farm Bill to significantly revamp dairy policy as the margin protection program was not working. And we felt that over the course of our work uh, in 2018, not just on the Farm Bill, but on the Bipartisan Budget Act, we were able to accomplish that objective. So the work we did this year gave Getting the program up and running at USDA and working with our friends on Capitol Hill to make sure that process went smoothly was very important and was a major accomplishment of ours. Second would be the work we did in the House to move the ball forward on ag labor. As you know, it's a major issue for us to pass some kind of immigration reform legislation that will not only stabilize our current workforce but also provide us with access to a usable future flow of workers. The current ag guest worker program does not work for dairy because it's a seasonal only program and dairy, as you know, is a year-round industry. So we were very pleased that after months of negotiation, the House was able to pass a bipartisan bill to essentially accomplish both of these goals, legalization and uh, stabilization of our current ag workforce, which is vitally important to the dairy industry, as well as reforming the existing H-2A program so that dairy can use the program going forward. So that was a, a great win for us at the end of the year in December. The bill wasn't perfect, but it was a great starting point. And then our third uh, major success that I'll mention, and this was really a team effort with our trade policy team, was the passage of the House of the U.S.-Mexico- Canada agreement at the end of the year. For all that is talked about in the press, that's much more polarizing. There's a lot that goes on every day that people don't see, and I think the three issues that I just outlined were examples to an extent of that kind of good work going on behind the scenes.
0: And what do you anticipate our biggest challenges will be in the year ahead?
1: Well, I think it'll be as at the beginning, sort of finishing out the work from from last year. Certainly, we're hopeful for the Senate to pass USMCA as quickly as possible. The signs point to them doing that, but we're hopeful that it happens very quickly and gets that one in the books. And then our big focus will probably be working with the Senate as well on an ag labor bill of their own. We had a good success in the House, and now we have to see uh, we have to see forward movement in the Senate in order for anything to get done on that. Now, beyond those two issues, I think it's a little bit of a mixed bag with an election year. You know, sometimes legislative activity kind of grinds to a halt. There are some areas where there's potential for activity, including transportation and infrastructure. That's one area we could be talking about. We could be talking about child nutrition. You know, there are a number of things that could be on the front burner, depending on what action Congress has taken in different spaces. And if they're working on different bills, then we we will have priorities in some of those areas. But certainly, the completion of the USMCA process and the work in the Senate on ag labor will be the top tier items. Besides the top two that I mentioned, we have legislation in the transportation space dealing with hours of service. If a highway bill moves forward, we've got an opportunity there. We've got legislation on child nutrition, dealing with milk varieties that kids can can be offered in schools. Obviously, if child nutrition is moving forward, that'll be a marker bill that we're trying to advance. Uh, we have the Dairy Pride Act, obviously, dealing with the issue of enforcement of standards of identity for dairy products. And we've been working on that issue quite heavily on the regulatory side, but we continue to have a congressional piece to that. And with the recent confirmation of... Uh, Dr. Stephen Hahn to be commissioner of the FDA. I think we're hopeful that their congressional pressure, coupled with that new action of the confirmation, may spur us toward a conclusion there.
0: Why is dairy important in the 2020 elections?
1: Well, dairy is important in the 2020 elections because if you think about the uh, the big kind of competitive states in the country, a lot of them are big dairy states across the Upper Midwest, uh, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, and then you've got the big dairy states like New York and Texas and California that have large numbers of electoral votes. And I just named seven of the eight largest dairy states right there with Idaho being the other. Uh, but we do factor into these large states. And I think that as much as our dairy farmers and different states are able to get their message out to their elected officials and to candidates about the uh, the issues that are most important to them. That's how we can not just have an impact on a sort of micro level, but how we can maximize that across the country.
0: What can dairy farmers and advocates for dairy do to assist our efforts?
1: Well, for more information, they can always go to our website, www.nmpf.org, where we have a constant stream of updates that come on the press side and the issue side for, for different things we're doing. Uh, you know, producers that are members of NMPF co-ops can certainly work through us through their co-ops to uh, figure out, you know, can they contact their members of Congress to support a particular bill, to move the ball forward on a different issue. You know, we have the Dairy Great page on our website where we often have a letter attached. We had it in the fall on ag labor in the House where people can write to their member of Congress and urge them to co-sponsor or vote for a particular bill. Uh, You know, people can participate in our June Young Cooperators fly-in, which is something we do every year in tandem with our June board meeting. We bring about 40 or 50 farmers to Capitol Hill for an afternoon to meet with their representatives and senators and staff to touch on a whole bunch of different issues. We will periodically bring members of our board to Capitol Hill, have other members of the NMPF leadership, just to advocate on priority issues as things are percolating. So there are a whole bunch of different opportunities to get involved, but you know, the more active you are on a day-to-day basis and staying up to speed on what's coming on, the easier it is for you to be able to jump in when there is a good opportunity like a fly We're just going to have to buckle in for a hopefully exciting year, but one that will hopefully provide us at least a couple of opportunities to get USMCA in the books and uh, make some forward progress on ag labor. Thanks again.
0: That was National Monk Producers Federation's Vice President of Government Relations, Paul Bleiberg. And that was Dairy Defined. We'll see you again in a couple of weeks.